Hey, hey, family, we are back with part two of Vulnerability in Black, the Male Perspective series. Thank you so much again to the men who offered their time and love to this project. I really, really appreciate it, and I know the listeners do as well. Happy Black History Month. Tap into your Blackness 1000% um, unapologetically, you know, because we deserve that. We deserve that expression. Um, I got a lot of love for y'all, and I hope y'all feel it every time you listen to one of these episodes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the Nude Podcast community. It's all love. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all. We are back with another portion of the uh, Vulnerability in Black Project, The Male Perspective. And I'm really excited about the guest that I have today. He's one of my friends. He's great. He does music. He's dope. So introducing DR. What's up? Say hi. (laughs) What's up? Hello, everyone. It is such an honor to have you here. You already know, like, you, you real. So um, (laughs) you keep it, you keep it 110 all the time. And so I was like, I got to have you on here. So I'm really, really glad that you made space and time for this. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate the high praise. Thank you. (laughs) um before we actually go into like the questions and stuff do you just want to provide a brief intro say a little bit about you anything um no that's not a lot to know about me let's just let's just dive right into it okay (laughs) okay okay so the first question is what hardships have you been have you encountered excuse me when being vulnerable with family friends and or within your romantic relationships that's not too difficult of a question (laughs) um hardships i would say um you know just opening up as a a black male um is is difficult within itself um there hasn't been a lot of spaces personally for me to you know feel like i'm in a a trusting environment to just kind of really like you know pour it all out Mm -hmm. um so I would just say that the hardship in itself with being vulnerable is, you know, having uh, established lines of trust that you know that the information that you let now is not coming back on you. Okay, for sure. Okay. Um, how do you how do you think you like can check it out and see if it's a safe space? Like, how do you test that? What's the criteria? Honestly, you really just gotta feel the vibe. Like you, yeah. just, you you just you gotta feel it. Like there's there's no other way around it. Okay. And are and are there like times where you wish you could have been vulnerable in a particular setting and then you weren't able to and that was like disappointing to you? What was your reaction? Um I would say I'm actually more uh comfortable not being vulnerable. Um, oh, okay. So, so I, I would say that, you know, if an opportunity does present itself, uh I I usually attack it. Um but more often than that, I like to, you know, kind of just be laid back and not really get too deep sometimes okay that's fair so what about in the settings where you were vulnerable and you saw some benefits from that could you describe some of the benefits that come from being vulnerable no that's a little easier to talk about okay Um, (laughs) I would just say that um I'm glad that in 2020 we finally have reached a point where you know we don't have to say something stupid like no homo you know for telling our guys that that we love them um life is life is really short you know so just being able to get off the phone at the end of the day with, you know, 
your bros and you know, they can literally just, you know, say out their face, um, I love you, you know, you can say it right back and it doesn't have to be weird or anything like that is, you know, a great benefit these days. For sure. Do you feel like that benefit outweighs the difficulties of being vulnerable at all? Or do you feel like it's vice versa? You know, so you know, vulnerability in itself is just, you know, opening yourself up to be hurt, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I would just say that, you know, that, that benefit definitely outweighs, you know, the hardship because, you know, you might actually receive love, you know, if you open up um, and that's enough to kind of, you know, shake off any pain that you might feel. For sure. Okay. Could you talk about, we know you do music. Um, I'm definitely going to include that in the show notes as well, but um, I do want, you know, for you to speak a little bit about how you are vulnerable within your craft, which is your music. Um, so I, like when I actually, you know, quote unquote, write songs, I like to do a recording of, you know, the beat and, and me recording at the same time. So really whatever comes out um, is probably going to be, the most vulnerable I will be, you know, is, is that very first recording. Cause it's going to be, un, it's going to be raw unfiltered and just, mm-hmm. just letting it run through. And um, you know, I've actually created entire songs you know, just by freestyle on a one take, but a recording rather than writing. And um, definitely have you know, touched some inner parts, um, but just kind of just vibing out with the beat and just, just letting it guide me and just take me to whatever, you know, place that I end up at. Okay. Do you think that'll be beneficial for your growth within music? I do personally, but I want to know what you think. I would say um, based on, you know, the way that uh, music fans are requesting more, um, you know, from the artists, you know, just kind of wanting them to, you know, be them, their natural selves and, you know, be vulnerable and just, just share more of their inner parts. I mean, if you can just kind of look at the way that, you know, Drake has a game wrapped around his finger, um, you know, Take Care was kind of his first, you know, groundbreaking tape. And uh, we all go back to that, you know, some of our saddest days. Um, so I think that it definitely benefits me in the long run if I'm open and honest, you know, with who I really am and some mm-hmm. of the pain and you know, things I've experienced in life. For sure. I 100% support that, by the way. Um, so what have Black women specifically taught you about vulnerable, vulnerable vulnerability, if anything? Oh, I would say that black women gave me my first, you know, open and trusted space to be vulnerable, um, to, you know, actually really have like a a shoulder to cry on. Like, you know, you, you lying if if you say that, you know, you never cried, you know, with your woman or, you know, to a woman or anything like that. Um, and I would say that, you know, just really being able to like, you know, kind of break down some of my, uh, you know, past traumas or, and just emotional barriers in life. Um, that space was provided to me by, you know, black women. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, do you have some things additionally that you love about black women or any black women that you would like to shout out today? What do I love about black women? <laughs> yeah. What is there not to love about black women? Um, really like uh, they are the the flowers of life, you know, have you ever heard of the study where if you speak to a flower positively, you know, it grows uh, exponentially rather than if you speak to it negatively, it dies faster. Mm-hmm. In my experience, you know, I've learned that um, black women are the ultimate reciprocators. Um, when you water them, um, they literally breathe life into you. you know? So 
hence the flower analogy. They, they literally give you oxygen. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to find anything wrong with black women. Energy. The listeners are going to like that. <laughs> They're going to like that for sure. <laughs> it's just personal preference. Um, but let's see. Shout outs. Uh, the fact that I'm even able to uh, have such an open discussion with you on this, I have to shout out my mother um, you know, for, for shaping me um, to be able to just, you know, have empathetic conversations and uh, you know, natural understanding. Uh, my mother is a teacher. Um, so thank you, Lynn. Um, I love you for creating me to be such an amazing black man. I also want to uh, shout out my ex. Um, she taught me a lot um, with firsthand experience. That's real. Yeah. Anybody else that you want to shout out today? That's that's uh that should cover it. Okay, sounds shout good. Out, shout out, shout out, Ty. Oh, time out. Let's <laughs> shout out Tyler for this this wonderful platform. Uh, you know, the new pod has been has been amazing. I, I as a man, I didn't think that uh, I would catch myself, you know, listening to this. But um, we we developed a nice little friendship, and it's all right. Let me check it out. You know, she she's been very supportive of my work. You know, like what what can I do to. Uh, Know, do my part as well in this friendship so uh, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from uh, your very first uh, podcast of season one mm-hmm. um, you were you know very open and honest uh, you know with your vulnerability and uh, as as you know, as this friendship grew I got to kind of thinking about you know my music and I'm like maybe I should dive a little bit deeper you know stop playing around a little bit and uh, just kind of really crack open the shell on vulnerability so I, I would definitely say that you've aided in that. So you know, shout out to you on that. Well, thanks. You know, I'm just here to spread love and light. <laughs> I hate to sound cliche, but really, <laughs> that's that's what I'm here to do. So uh, I'm really glad that I could be helpful to your journey. Um, thank you. Thank you for the love. Thank you for participating. Thank you for all of that. And now I would love for you to share just how listeners can keep in touch with you because your music is great. And the drive is there. So, of course, we, we need to go ahead and tell them about it. So, so what's up? Where can we find you at? Uh, I do a lot of my, uh, my promotion and sharing of life on uh, Instagram. You can find me at play underscore DR. That's P-L-A-Y-E underscore DR. I'm on all streaming platforms under the artist name D apostrophe R check me out you might like what you see they're gonna like it (laughs) they're gonna (laughs) like it i support it um you know i'll be sharing your stuff as well so thank you thank you for offering your time and um you know black love black black excellence (laughs) let's get to it thank you for having me thank you so much thanks Hey, y'all, we are in the final segment of Vulnerability in Black, The Male Perspective, and I'm super excited because I had the privilege of coming across a poet from Baltimore, so I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, and we're going to get into some questions for him. Uh, Peace, everyone. My name is Khalil. I also go by Beloved. Um, I'm 25 years old, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, Yeah, ready to get started. Thankful to be here. 
Okay. Um, do you want to dive into just a little bit about your poetry and inspirations behind that before we get started? I'm sure. Um, well, I would say it started maybe at my earliest stages in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe even early, um, earlier than that, actually. Um, I've always had a thing for writing. I don't know where it comes from. Um, if I could sum it up, I would just say it's like divine, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a divine purpose. So um, my main focus is to edify black people um, in all spectrums, whether that's through consciousness, through sensuality, romance, um, just all aspects. And I try my best to put that through the poetry. So I'm just I'm just grateful. Absolutely. I love that. And so you're pretty like raw and real and vulnerable in your poetry. So I would love to know just how comfortable you are with being vulnerable in your actual relationships in real life and why. Hmm. Well, um, I would say like growing up, um, I wouldn't say I was the most vulnerable. Um, okay. It's actually, it was actually like a learned process as do I feel most things are. Um, I just had to pay attention to my actions and how I, uh, you know, dealt with um, women regarding our relationships, listen to their uh, perspectives on situations, mm-hmm. um, and just hold necessary dialogue. Um, because I feel a lot of times we can shun other people's perspectives and not pay attention to them. For so sure. I, so I had to definitely pay attention and just listen and listen to um, my mother as well. Um, she's the first woman that um, that I've known, you know, so... Yeah. I had to sit down <laughs> and um absorb that energy and absorb like different ideals and morals and curate them and absorb them into myself so I can be a better man. For sure. Okay. And and we know that vulnerability can be hard sometimes. It's really like revealing yourself, right? To the people that exactly. you're you're connected with. That can be really scary, but it can also be a very freeing process. So I would love to know yeah. what you feel like some of the benefits are to being vulnerable. Um when you're vulnerable, it's not, I was like, just as you said, it's, it's freeing. So when you're like encasing so many emotions, you tend to walk around with a complex that's like shielded off from everyone else. You don't want to mm-hmm. communicate. You're, uh, you're, you're just angry or filled with rage. And especially as black people, we, we, I, I can see that why we mm-hmm. do it a lot. And it's real easy to just stay closed. So I would yeah. say when we're vulnerable, it's it's like like the like a heavy weight lifted off your shoulders. Um, for sure, it makes space, right? For, yeah, for more. <laughs> it's it's crazy because I noticed within myself, I laid uh, like constraints on how I maneuvered when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't dive into my art because I felt like. Like, I didn't want to express myself. Like, expressing myself wasn't cool, I, 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 which is crazy to me now, you know? But um, mm-hmm. the moment I did that, the moment I started being more vulnerable, I started seeing the world differently. Um, I started to properly heal myself. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love that. That's important. So, speaking about vulnerability, like, in your poetry, how mm-hmm. easy has that process become now as an adult? Mm. Um, the process wasn't easy. It was, okay. it was, it was like a, uh, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a kind of a rough, 
rough um thing because, um, like I said, being vulnerable, it, I, I feel like being vulnerable and um, taking accountability are like two sides of the same coin, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moment you start taking accountability for like your actions and things like that, then you can like lay everything out on a flat, on a, like a clear canvas and be like, okay, I can put this here, put that there. And then once you're, once you're able to identify what you're taking accountability for, then I feel like vulnerability comes because you're wanting, you're wanting to express yourself. You're wanting to be more free with your emotions, with your ideas, mm-hmm. with things that you sheltered for years. And so I will say through my art, it's, um, it's been a process, but I've noticed the moment that um, I was being more transparent and vulnerable with, my, um, with myself, mm-hmm. I've been able to curate some of the greatest pieces that I can't even think I've written, you know. So it's just a it's a different dynamic. Yeah. There's there's magic behind being transparent in my opinion. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So as you know, part of the reason why I wanted to do this project is because there's been some tension between black men and black women. Yeah. I feel like there's been a lack of love and we got we all we got. So yeah, I feel like we we need to feed into some more love here. So I would love to know uh, what specifically you may have learned from Black women about vulnerability and how that may have helped you. Mm. Well, I've only um, dealt with Black women all my life. I've only, mm-hmm. um, you know, had engagements with Black women, and I only will. Um, so that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, black women have a... a a certain type of uh, aura about them, a certain type of resilience, mm-hmm. um, vigor, power um, that I don't see in any other woman on this planet. Um, it's 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 really important to to pay attention because, like for me, um, my first teacher was a black woman, my mm-hmm. mother. Um, so I learned everything from her. So how I maneuver is is based off a of black woman. So. Um, it's how I view things spiritually. Um, I don't know. Could you go over the question one more time? Because I'm just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. We got space for that. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I really just want to know what you learned from Black women about vulnerability and just how that has helped your process. So you did, you mentioned, you know, your mother learning mm-hmm. from from her and that being a model for you, especially spiritually. Most definitely. So I think that's pretty powerful. I mean, also like... You say resilience. I do have an impromptu question, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you spoke a little bit about the resilience, and that's actually been a common theme among some of the other uh, interviewees. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, because, you know, Black women, we're, we are known for being strong and kind of okay. taking a lot. But what about when that's too much for us? Like, mm. what, what can we do? What can Black men do? What do you think, from your perspective, to, um, to kind of help that out? Yeah, <laughs> well, definitely. Um, it's a lot. I feel like there needs to be uh, a major stance within um, the black community as far as men are concerned. Um, it's, it's too many, um, and I'll say, I'll say it's too many men that's not taking that stance mm-hmm. and standing in front or beside a black woman. You know what I mean? It can always be a dual aspect. It's not um, I'm, I'm the head of the household type thing or like a patriarchal type thing. People need to understand this balance, you know, um, where I lack, my woman may gain and where, you know, where she lacks, I can 
you know, balance it out. That's how it should be. Yeah, it's a team. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be um, this dynamic where, I, you know, where where a black woman shouldn't feel um, cared for, loved, or protected. Um, mm -hmm. And that plays. I feel like that plays a part in like a lot of the things that we um, absorb today. I know for me yeah. personally, um, just being from Baltimore, um, I had to I had to change a lot of the like language. And you know how we talk. Um, we're young. We maybe uh, make snarly comments to one another. But then over time, like you grow and you start learning, like this can affect somebody subconsciously. Yeah. Um, so um, one thing I had to do was this, you know, check myself. Um, and that's like I said, it's accountability. It's not really easy to do. But once you do it, it's 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 being vulnerable. <laughs> like how we was talking about, it's being vulnerable and it's being able to listen to black women. I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of times we don't listen. Like we need to just like, shut up and listen because yeah, yeah, they 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 hold the future nations within them already. You know what I'm saying? So we, once we understand that, then we can build better relationships, better uh, foundations, mm -hmm. friendships. You know everything. Um, so it, it just takes um, it just takes black men um, take accountability for. Um, everything you know yeah. whether, we, whether we recognize it consciously or subconsciously just just taking that stance in black i take accountable i take accountability for um just my actions maybe in the past or you know things like that and asking black women what can i do for you it doesn't have to be this uh discourse like we we uh battling traumas to mm -hmm. me that's that's so corny i'm not into that yeah, um, we share trauma all across the spectrum. I'm in the business of asking black women, "What can I do for you?" and actually doing that work. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm about. That's what I stand for. So, yeah, yeah, we respect that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Okay, so then just to to tie it all together, do you have any black women that you would like to show appreciation to or shout out on the podcast today? Um. It's a it's a slew of black women that um that just I've I've met I want to say maybe in the past two years. Okay. Um, I would say that uh, they're friends of mine, you know, real friends and like sisters, actually mm -hmm. like family. Um, um, two of them are, mo are mothers. Um, Jay, um, Zoe, um, Patience, um, all beautiful creators. Um, all powerful, um, and I've I've learned so much from just being in their presence and um, just listening to them, listening to their perspectives, um, and just building with them. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. So I just give thanks to them. I give thanks to you for having a platform. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, we need more platforms where we can just hold dialogue, whether we, um, whether. Those dialogues or you know discourses have uh, contingency or not. Um, mm -hmm. They need to be had. Um, we can't keep uh, having conversations on Twitter and then certain words get misconstrued. We need to just curate these podcasts, um, such as you, um, such as you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. It's impactful. And I feel like once we start to actually hold true dialogue, then we can curate solutions. Because right now we're just battling each other, and it's. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for that. 
Um, definitely, it has been a joy to have you here. I would love for you to share any information about where we can find your poetry or in the future or how we can stay connected with you. Um, my Twitter, I'm usually posting a lot. I tweet a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, my Twitter uh, is Khalil underscore Manati. Um, I will be, um, I'm actually having a meeting soon about my poetry book. Okay. So that's that's coming. Um, I want to hopefully have it out to everyone um, next month. So we cross nothing okay. with that. <laughs> we cross okay. with that. Hey, I'm I'm speaking that into existence <laughs> for you. We got it. <laughs> and, but um, also my Instagram, I'm usually posting um poetry on there as well. Um, it's K H X L I L underscore, and I'm usually posting a lot of poetry frequently on there. Um, so yeah. Great. Well, I will also have that in the show notes so people can easily access you there as well. So thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Most definitely. I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. Yeah, we are. We're going to stay in touch. And uh, I'll actually, I might need you for another episode. So we're going oh, yeah. <laughs> to talk about it. Just give me a call. I'm ready. I appreciate you. All right. Appreciate peace. you. All right. Peace. Well, I think we got to it. I think we did. I think we had some very necessary conversations. I think we exchanged love. I think we sent peace to our people. Thank you so much for tuning in and for celebrating Blackness with me, for celebrating Black love, Black vulnerability, for celebrating Black men, um, and showing love to Black women. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this. This has been so inspiring. And I just hope that y'all continue to carry that power through everywhere you go. So peace, love. We're going to be back at it real soon. Take care.